Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One. Matt Williamson, Locked On NFL Podcast. Maybe I sound different to you today. I have a new mic, a blue snowball mic. This thing's pretty cool. Hope it's doing the trick. Hope you guys can hear me a little bit better. I'm back on GarageBand. I'm with a, you know, after you know, getting, dealing with some mic issues for the last couple days. Just had to go out and splurge and get this bad boy. Thing looks pretty cool. Here I am chatting with you guys on the new blue snowball. I should maybe make them a sponsor. Wow. Um, anyways... Today is we're picking games, and let's buzz over last night's game real quick too. And I feel like we should have seen this coming. You know, just I picked the Cards to win. I thought they'd win by a touchdown or so, but they're just a better team. And I mean, even with with both teams being uh, quarterback hindered, I guess we could say that uh, they still are just the better team, and, and that came to fruition. Um, obviously there wasn't a real high level of play at some points and by a lot of players, including both quarterbacks, Stanton didn't play well, but he didn't kill them. You know, that was big, you know, I mean, I guess that's a low bar to set, but at least he didn't destroy what they were trying to do on offense. Um, obviously Johnson took this game over and that's what we expected. I mean, I think I sent a tweet out right before the game saying, I think Johnson's going to go for about 175 combined, uh, you know, combined yards and, pretty much right on there. Um, but the Cardinals offensive line really played well too, you know, and that's encouraging. Yeah, and they took over especially late in the game. And what's crazy is they, they lost both their guards during this game too. So we have to keep an eye on that, but they do have a long week to get, get better. I think they both had ankles. Uh, we'll see if that's a you know, lingering thing for both players. Uh, IU Potty's obviously the one you can get more concerned about. It's a lot of weight on an ankle, obviously. Um, but Johnson took the game over. Uh, San Francisco's run defense is a problem, a real problem lately. I don't know if it's going to get any better. Bowman's gone, obviously. Uh, there was no Buckner in this game, as I mentioned yesterday. Um, what's crazy, though, is the passing game. It was basically Stanton to Fitzgerald only. Like Nobody else did a thing, and he didn't even go their way very often. It's weird to me how little uh, Michael Floyd is figuring in the plans this year. I don't know if he's battling something or if he's in a slump or what's going on with him, but he is definitely not playing well, is not being used much. You know, they're getting Brown and Brown more involved, and obviously Larry's still playing at an extremely high level. But Stanton did convert with Fitzgerald quite a few times. That was big, so that's you know something to, uh, yeah. I, I don't know what else to what else to say really say. I mean, they're just a lot better team. On the other side of the ball, they never really tested Peterson at all. Torrey Smith just got eliminated by him. Uh, they got seven sacks. A lot of them came late when they they knew the game was out of hand and they were throwing and they you know just overmatched this set, this group and. Uh, this, this group of blockers and Gabbard held the ball longer than he should. And Clay's Campbell really showed up. Uh, Marcus Golden now is up to six sacks on the year. This is a, a very good pass rushing team. And, and Golden's development is a nice phase of that for sure. 
Um, Campbell played really well. 17 pressures on this day, seven sacks. I don't know what else, you know, who else to get excited about for San Francisco. I thought Curley played well. He scored. He at least was consistent, and, you know, he's obviously not a one receiver, but he's, you know, somebody they can use. And I think Hyde's a stud. I kind of feel bad for him. Every time I watch him, I'm highly impressed with the way he plays. Uh, I think he's a stud, but he's sort of in a bad situation to say the least. Okay, let's pick some games. And after last night's victory, I am up to 38 and 26 for the year. Didn't really go out on much of a limb on that one, but, you know, got it right. Can't argue with that. Um, who we got here? We got Washington at Baltimore. I, I mean, I'm sure Baltimore, as all their games are, are going to be close, hard-fought game. But I don't think the Skins run at all in this game, and that's going to be a problem. puts a lot of the problem, you know, a lot of onus on Cousins, and I can see that resulting in a turnover or two. I can also see it resulting in a big play or two. Uh, Reed, especially Deshaun Jackson, are really intriguing in this matchup. I, I can see them getting loose for a couple big plays. I'm excited to see the Ravens running game. It's starting to come around. Now it looks like Dixon's going to be involved against a good opponent to, to really run the ball. So I look at the Ravens and say they should run the ball. They should stop the run. I trust Flacco more than I trust Cousins. It's in Baltimore. Overall, I think they're the better team. Maybe Washington gets a big play or two, but I got to take the Ravens here. And it probably, as all Ravens games are, will be a tight, hard-fought battle. Something along those lines. That's what they do. And then lately, they've been coming on the, the upper hand on those. New England goes to the Browns. Uh, sorry to cut you short on this one, but I'm going to take the Patriots. I don't think we need to talk about a whole heck of a lot. Maybe Brady's rusty. Maybe. You know, maybe he only plays a half and they get up by 30. Maybe Gronkowski doesn't play or doesn't do much or... I mean, the, the, how about the Patriots? I'm coming for some kind of reason to make this game interesting. Maybe the Patriots defense is, hasn't been great lately. Struggles with the Browns. You know, the, that, that Crowell and Duke run the ball really well. And Pryor makes a lot of big plays. And it's possible. You know, Barnage does some things. And it's possible. But Brady back at Cleveland. I mean, it's time to move on on this one. I, I like the Patriots big. Um Eagles at Lions. Eagles coming off a bye. Lions coming off a somewhat embarrassing defeat. Lions defense is so wrecked right now that I think the Eagles can play their short, controlled, orchestrated passing game well and abuse these linebackers, consistently move the ball. I think the Eagles offensive line certainly wins that trench battle. And I think their defensive line wins their trench battle. I mean, I don't know if they'll get to Stafford a lot. You know, I don't think Stafford's going to hold the ball a heck of a lot. But the Eagles' defense is quite good. Lions really don't have a true running game at this point. And I think that hinders them quite a bit. I think this makes them a little bit too easy to play against as we speak. Um, so, we'll see. But I, I, I think, you know, Philadelphia is clearly the superior team, even though it's on the road. The Bears going to the Colts. Ugh. I'd kind of like to pick against both these teams, to be very honest. I just made a little adjustment on my new mic. I hope I'm you guys are coming. I hope I'm coming in clearer right now. Uh, I think I I didn't read the manual, obviously. <laughs> um, but now I did, and I put the podcasting 
setting on, and it seems like it's working much better. So, sorry for that first couple minutes, but you'll, you'll get over it. Here we go. I'm going to take the Colts. They're at home. Bears have Hoyer. I know that some people think that's a good thing. I think he played fine last week, but Alshon Jeffries banged up. White's out. Can they run the ball on the Colts? Yeah. You know, I think the interior of that Bears line will do wonders. I think Howard has a big day, and they, maybe they keep it close, but I don't like the Bears secondary at all against Luck. And, you know, contrary to some popular belief, Andrew Luck's playing very, very well right now. I like his weapons quite a bit, and I still think they'll be without Moncrief. I think the Colts will run the ball fairly well, too. Again, not real excited about either one of these teams at all. If it was in Chicago, I would consider the Bears, but probably not. I'm going to go with the Colts. One of the games that I'm least interested in, probably. (laughs) Titans at Dolphins. I think Miami's weapons will cause a lot of problems for the Titans. I think this is a, a test of, hey, is the Miami offense truly getting better like I expected it will? Didn't show up much last week, that's for sure. But you're at home with an extra long week to prepare. For those reasons, I'm going to take Miami, but I think this is going to be a really close game. You know, every Titans game, I think you have to look at it and say, can they run the ball? I think they'll run the ball. I, you know, I think Namakong Sousa stud. Miami defensive line could give these guys problems, but Tennessee's doing well up front. I mean, their their offensive line's doing a very nice job. DeMarco Murray's been fantastic. Um, I would imagine a crowded box, as you would expect, by the Dolphins' defense. Probably not the prettiest games, but I'm going to take Miami at home, barely. I'm thinking, like, 2017, maybe even closer. This could be an overtime game. How about that? We'll call for an overtime game in this one. Uh, I like the Finns here, though, but not by leaps and bounds. I really think this is a close game. Houston at the Vikings. Low scoring. I still think Houston has a very good secondary, good defense overall. Diggs didn't practice today. That gives me a lot of worry about the Vikings. Where is big plays? Where are points going to come from? But I'm still taking Minnesota. I think that's quickly becoming a very difficult place to play. Loud. You know, it really aids that Viking pass rush. Um, And to me, that's the thing I just can't get past here, though, is Houston's offensive line is really a liability. You know, I've been telling you guys that all offseason, and it's showing up in big, big ways. It's hurt the running game. It's hurt the passing game. Osweiler's not making up for it. Osweiler's kind of just a guy that's trying to find his way at this point. Fuller's really the only player on this offense that I would say is, wow, is really playing well. And that's a terrible recipe to go to Minnesota with. So, again, really low-scoring game. Whatever the over-under is, it's probably a really low number. Probably still go under. Um, I, I think the Vikings handle this one without a whole lot of problems. Jets at Steelers. It's a bad matchup for the Jets. It's a really bad matchup for the Jets. Without Decker, probably without Revis, and Revis isn't playing well. Pass rush hasn't been great. Their pass defense is terrible. To go to Pittsburgh is a terrible problem to have. You know, I mean, I don't know if the Steelers even run the ball all that much in this game. Uh, a lot of Ben in the shotgun and Coates one-on-one, and you know, they have no answer for Brown. You know, James in the middle of the field. The Jets struggled against the tight end in the last few games, too. And is Fitzpatrick going to come out and be good fits or bad fits? I always vote that bad fits is a better chance of showing up, especially with Marshall really being your only weapon. 
I get a noon was there and you know Steelers secondary is not great don't get me wrong but their defense played well last week at home I think the Steelers roll over the Jets a really good four o'clock slated games here you know the rest of these games are probably the best games of the week um we have the Falcons at Broncos uh, sort of the old matchup of great offense versus great defense. I think Broncos defense wins that battle, but Atlanta certainly doesn't embarrass themselves in that regard. You know, Julio could still have a pretty big game. He'll probably get a lot of Talib. I think that they protect reasonably well, as well as you can in Denver. I think Ryan does okay. I think Freeman puts up some numbers. Um, I have faith in the Falcons offense. I have a little more faith in the Denver D, though. Um, I also have a lot more faith in the Denver offense than I do the Falcons offense. They're, Atlanta's dealing with a lot of linebacker injuries. I think this is a huge C.J. Anderson type of game. They could really use a big plugger in the middle there. And if you, you watch the Denver center, Paradise, I think he'll really have his way in the middle of the field. Anderson should have a lot of yardage on interior runs at home. Trufant can only guard one guy. Either Sanders or Thomas should have a good matchup. I like what Atlanta's doing. I don't think they're a fluke. Where last year at this time, I thought they were a fluke. But I think they're. Th- this is just too much to ask. In Denver's a brutal chore for anyone. And, you know, getting Bl- Von Miller blocked, obviously. And, you know, as, as good as Julio is, he has a tough matchup. Next game is the hardest one for me to pick of the week, and that's Bengals at Cowboys. If Dez was playing, I'd take the Cowboys. Doesn't look like he is. I'm operating under the assumption here at about 1 o'clock Eastern on Friday that he is not. Um, And to me, that's enough for me to lean towards Cincinnati. But I expect a close game. I think this will be a really good game to get a value on where both these teams are at overall. Uh, I like Cincinnati's run defense a lot. I like their defensive line. So I think it'll be tough sledding for Elliott, especially with Dez out of the game. I mean, the, the game plan here is going to be very obvious for the Bengals is, you know, force Prescott to beat you. I think we'll learn some things about Dak in this one too. You know, without a great group of receivers to throw to, how well can he sort of put the team on his back? And for those reasons, I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, I've mentioned many times I like Dallas's secondary more than I expected to, but they still don't have a great answer for A.J. Green. The chance Eifert plays, my hunch is he won't. And I think Cincinnati runs the ball pretty well. So, uh, tough road trip, though, you know, going to Dallas from Cincinnati. But I, I like I like the Bengals in this game. Should be a very telling game. Sort of unfortunately, and sorry Bills and Rams fans, but this game means a lot, and I don't believe in either. I'm going to take the Rams at home. Really low-scoring game again. Sort of like Houston-Minnesota, except these teams aren't as good. I think Gurley gets free from time to time. McCoy might not play. There's no Watkins. I don't know where Buffalo gets points. Their lines played well. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor. But if they don't have McCoy, they signed Carlos Williams, by the way. I don't know if he'll dress. Uh, I don't know where the Rams get points. So if this was in Buffalo, I would definitely take the Bills. Because it's in L.A., I'm narrowly taking the Rams. I don't have a great reason why. You know, I I don't see the Rams receivers creating space or consistently getting open against the Bills secondary at all. I don't know how well the Rams protect. I don't know how well the Bills protect. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I really don't have a good feel for this game at all, except for low scoring, some bad offensive plays, playing uh, some bad offensive play for sure. Some good defensive play, but more bad offensive play. Chargers at Raiders, I feel very confident the Raiders win this game. Um, I'm, As you know, I'm a Chargers believer. I'm a Rivers fan. That Verrett injury comes at a bad time. There's never a good time for that. I mean, he's one of the best corners in the league, but... Cooper and Crabtree, uh, one of those guys is going to have favorable matchups all the time. Carr's playing well at home. I think the Raiders' offensive line really controls this game. Uh, I think they do very well on the ground, probably without Murray, which I'm excited to see a big dose of Washington. I think he'll play and play really well, and this will kind of be his you know, standout breakout game for those that aren't familiar with him. And it might be his job going forward. That also would not shock me at all. I think he's, uh, I might rather have him than Murray, to be very honest. Never count out Rivers, but I don't think this is a great matchup for San Diego. I I, I don't know how well they'll run the ball against Oakland. Uh, Gordon is, I know he's helping your fantasy team a lot, but I don't think he's looked as good as his numbers suggest. I think the Raiders' defense is improving. It's not great, but it's improving. I would think Mack and those guys get some pressure. Uh, I, I like the Raiders pretty big here. San Diego plays everybody tough, though. We don't, I don't think they roll over them, but I think I think Oakland's clearly the better team. Giants-Packers is interesting because Green Bay's at, at home, two weeks to prepare. I'm going to take them, but narrowly. I don't think Green Bay will run the ball well. Not real sure the status of the Giants' corners from an injury perspective, and that's going to be big in this game. Um, but on the other side, people are throwing all over Green Bay, and their secondary is really banged up right now. I think Odell goes bonkers. I mean, I think he, like, 210 yards. I mean, honestly, I think he has a gigantic game. A lot of people doubting him this week. A lot of people hating on him this week. National TV against a bad secondary. Shepard does well, too. I don't think the Giants really even try to run it. Green Bay shutting down the run really well. But they're really a problem against the pass. You would think some of that gets fixed with the bye. Um, I like a kind of an Eli Rogers shootout and a really fun game. And give me the Packers. And I think they can protect pretty well, too, against a very good Giants defensive line. If this was in New York, I might take the Giants and... and I saw that this is a seven-point spread. The Giants are getting a touchdown in this game. That seems like way too much, just as a side note for you betters. But don't come calling me if they lose by eight. I don't want to hear it. Last game, Monday night, T-Bay at Carolina. I think the Panthers get right in this game. This is the perfect team to come to town on Monday night. You bring your A game. They just cut Ben Wickery after he got torched by Julio. Um, Mike Clay, an old friend of mine from ESPN, just tweeted that the, the top four corners in uh, pa- uh, for the Panthers in snap count last year are all no longer with the team. It's crazy. Top four. Their secondary is bad. Evans could really exploit that, but who else? You know, I mean, Adam Humphreys. I mean, okay, maybe he has 75 yards and eight catches or something. Fine. Not a bad player, but he's not going to be a difference maker. I don't think Tampa will run the ball well, and that's a bad recipe. And and Derek Anderson's not terrible. I think he fits this offense well, minus the running. But I think his way of throwing, going downfield, big arm, fits these receivers. 
Doesn't sound like Newton's going to play. I'm assuming he isn't. The I don't know about Jonathan Stewart. I wish I did. I think that would really make me feel a lot more comfortable. But I just think Carolina's used to being in big games. Probably has their tail between their legs a little bit. Embarrassed. And comes out flying in this one at home. So give me the Panthers. Uh, teams on by are Jacksonville, Kansas City, New Orleans, and Seattle. Um, and what I can urge you to do is, I know I didn't talk super long about any of these games, but go, you know, if you're a Panthers fan and you're like, Matt, tell me more, go to Locked On Panthers. Go check it out. Yeah, they'll be breaking down these games heavily. You know, all the Locked On, the whole Locked On network. Drop me a line on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. And do me a big favor and have a fantastic weekend. I hope everything goes well. Hope your games are enjoyable. We will reconvene on Monday. All right. Take care. Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.